You're listening to Joy Coaching America with the Joy Coach, Karen Lynn Grant, spreading upbeat, uplifting, informative messages of hope and happiness from sea to shining sea from our home in the beautiful Rocky Mountains. This is Karen Lynn Grant with Joy Coaching America. And today we have got an amazing show outlined for you. I'm excited for this radio show because while it will air on Saturday at noon, it's going to be a podcast that can be listened to, sent out as a link to all of your best friends and to all of those who you love and care about. We're going to get guts down on us today. I am here with a dear friend of mine who is Dancing Dave or for those of you who know his last name, Dave Sheen. We're excited to be here with you today, David. I am excited because you are a 35-year dating coach, a matchmaker for 35 years. You understand the dynamics between men and women. You are very prominent in the single scene, and you're very aware that this is going to be heard by a lot of the singles. We'll be posting it on some Facebook pages, and we are excited for men and women to hear what we are going to share today, because this is going to be everything you ever wanted to know about dating and about singles of any age, but most particularly for those who have been perhaps married, divorced, annulled, and uh, engaged, and then having had an, an engagement called off. So Dave, I just would like to have you just pop in here and just say hello. Well, hello. Uh, Hello, everybody. And Karen, thank you so much for having me on today. It is truly an honor to be working with you. I am so excited. You know, you have got the radio voice. And the the fun thing about Dave is I've known him for many years. When I was single, I think I ventured out to a singles conference. It was one of my first experiences. And I was afraid to go to singles things. Um, I didn't want to admit to myself that I was single or that I was single again. And I went to an event and it was Dave who put his arm around me. Literally, he put his arm around me and shepherded me into, into this experience that was so out of my comfort zone. And we have a dear friend, and many of you who are listening who will hear this later as a podcast, another one of those great men that became like a brother to me was Les Titus, the late Les Titus. And and Les reached out to me, and Dancing Dave reached out to me. And it felt like I had, I was sandwiched between two brothers. Another was Alan Chandler, three brothers that made that experience, which was so uncomfortable because when you have been married and your childhood dream has been to be married to one husband, live happily ever after, have children and grandchildren, the last thing that you want to experience to the ending of your story is, is the feeling of, I failed. I, I went through a divorce or I went through an annulment. And so, Dave, I just want to have you just come in here with me. We're going to talk openly. We're going to talk candidly about what men and women feel. I do want to start with, you know, this has been something that I've been concerned about. During COVID, how did people have connection? How did people date? What did people do? Because isolation is a killer for single people when they need connectivity. And so will you just address that for me? Because I was married four and a half years ago and left that single scene. Yes. I mean, during COVID, families 
in many ways, it was a blessing for them because they were able to spend more time together. But for singles, when your family is external, it definitely hit us right between the eyes. Mm -hmm. Every person I know who is single, when COVID first hit, we were just stunned. What do you mean no more dances? What do you mean we can't have more than six people at a party? What do you mean if we have a party, the cops are going to come and invade? What is this all about? There was there was no rules, no regs, no nothing. Can I have people over? What if someone gets infected? What about people who have grandchildren or children? What, what about this? What about that? There were so many variables and everyone just kind of took a, a big pause and said, what are we going to do? And then as time went on, uh, those of us who were event organizers started to just kind of put our foot in the water, so to speak. And we said, okay, let's try a small group activity. Let's try a small party, six people. Did you all wear masks while you people. were sitting at the game table? No, we did not. We None of us wore masks. Um, and then someone, you know, now where I live in Utah, there is a very vibrant single scene for generally three different groups, kind of an 18 to 30 group, kind of a 31 to 45 group, affectionately known as the mid singles, and then kind of a 45 plus group. Well, I'm in the 45 plus group, very much so. I'll, I will be celebrating my 60th birthday in five months. You and I are the same age. We are. Rock oh on. Oh my gosh, March 3rd, <laughs> 1960. Oh, wow. I'm 61. So you're just a year older. Not too bad. Uh, so we started venturing out. Okay, let's try little small group activities. And we would advertise on Facebook. Now, the problem with social media is that there's a lot of naysayers. And they would always ask questions about social distancing and masks. Is everyone going to, is everyone going to be masked up at your little card game when you watch this video, when you go for this hike, et cetera, et cetera? And the answer is no. No one's going to be masked up unless they choose to be. Then we did the ultimate. We had a singles dance. <gasps> Heaven forbid. And all of the murmuring on Facebook. Oh, people criticizing us, calling us murderers. Mm. And you cannot reason with those people. So understand that during this wacky time that we live in, if you proactively try to do something beyond double dating, you're going to get criticized. Now, fortunately, I think that's starting to loosen up a little bit. Obviously, as as more of the of, of the world is getting vaccinated, thank goodness, and as people are starting to realize that it's it's not quite the um, you know big bad bear that we all thought it was. At least for most healthy people, it's not. Uh, you know, we're, we're in a better position now than we were six months ago. But so we started doing dances six months ago and then card games and parties, et cetera, et cetera. So things are gradually returning to normal, but it, it still is a very tough, tough world to well, be there's single. There's so many opinions too. Yes. So you've got those who are just scared to death. Oh yeah, and and don't want to be near anybody six feet. Yep. With, without their mask, Correct. and those who who have just had it and are tired of it. Yep. And there are some people who said, 
you know, I wasn't really enjoying the single scene anyway. Now's a good time to drop out. And they have dropped out and they may, and they have no plans in, on coming back. Mm-hmm. I will say that no matter what town you live in, no matter what city, state, province, district, county, or country you live in, there are probably within a mile radius or a kilometer radius, whatever your measurement is, there are probably 50 singles mm-hmm. of all shapes and sizes and ages. Uh, now, are you going to mingle with every one of those? No, but there's probably three or four within your demographic that have no clue who to reach out to. They might be religious. They may not be religious. They may be social. They may not be social. And there's, you really have to get creative in 2021. And people ask me, what's the number one rule for success? in making it as a single or trying to graduate from the single scene, if that's your goal to get married or remarried as the case may be, I say number rule number one, and there's no exceptions, you must be proactive. Gone are the days when someone can say, well, I never had the opportunity. I've got news for you, folks. If you're single, you have to make the opportunity. See, 70 years ago, our society was much more close together. We were much more tight. You heard about community dances. There was a community dance at the local barn every Saturday, barring an unforeseen weather catastrophe. And But not so in 2021. You have to make your own way, male, female. I don't care if you've got zero kids or seven kids. No one's going to come knocking on your door. I meet so many women who say, oh, if it's going to happen, it'll just happen. I say, no, it won't. You're going to have to make it happen. I know that's harsh. And I say that with all the love and fervor and big hugs in my heart. It's I liken it to losing weight. It's not going to happen. You have to make a concerted effort to lose weight and to be social in 2021 and beyond you have to proactively get out there. And I know we're coming up against a hard break. And after the break, I can give some ideas for men and women on how to make it happen, because it's a little different approach, depending on your gender and what you're looking for. You know, I just appreciate this so much, Dave. As I thought about the singles a lot at the beginning of COVID. And I I thought about the isolation and what would it feel like? I'm such a connector. I have to have best friends. I need those deep, committed, uh, constant friendships. And and I thought, what about these people that are that are staying home that don't have little children to turn to, to love, to serve, to bless? And I just thought that that's got to be so hard. And I've got so many questions. And I am so glad we're doing this show because there is a huge population out there of people who are single. There and our hearts go out to you. We have experienced it. We have been there. We have done that, or we are doing that still. This is Karen Lynn Grant with Joy Coaching America. We'll be right back after this break.
from sea to shining sea and beyond. You're listening to Joy Coaching America Worldwide with show host and Joy Coach, Karen Lynn Grant. We're back with Joy Coaching America. This is Karen Lynn Grant interviewing Dancing Dave, who is a very proactive singles. He is an events coordinator. He is a DJ. He creates dances and so many other events. And this will be a Facebook event so that all the singles and those of you who have those friends and family members who are single can listen to this and gain some compassion, empathy, and a lot of kindness for those who have experienced COVID during their single season. You know, Dave, you were just saying in our previous segment, you were talking about how everybody needs to be proactive. We can't just wait for some for love, for true love to come knocking on our door or come showing up on our doorstep. And I I wanted to just reiterate something about you to edify you. Ever since I have known you, I have known you as someone who has a great big heart. You have a capacity to love that is beyond measure. You have a willingness and a love for both men and women. You are kind, you are compassionate, you are empathetic, you are considerate, and you have given out of your strength, not out of your weakness. Something that I have noticed about you in the years that I've known you is that you didn't get out there so that you could pamper your own sad emotions. You got out there so that you could give to those who had needs. And I think that that's an important point to make here, that as we go and we serve from our strengths and we get out because we are we are there for others. We are there to love one another. We are there to serve our sisters, our brothers who are in times of sorrow, in times of mourning. There are many who have lost a loved one to death, to divorce, to annulment, to a breakup. It's a situation and each circumstance is so different. And Dave, I just want to know where you got your great, big, compassionate, generous, empathetic heart. Uh, that's an interesting question, Karen. Um, I, I appreciate the opportunity to share some of my experiences and insights with people. Um, I, I think a lot of it is just taking an approach of I'm here to serve. I meet so many singles who will say, oh, I'm not going to that dance. There's no one there that I'm going to be interested in. I'm not going to that party. It sounds like a real drag. There's no one there that I'm going to be interested in. Guess what? I tell people, you don't go to parties and dances for your benefit. You go there to brighten other people's day. Beautiful. There's probably someone at that dance or at that party that needs to see you, needs to mingle with you, needs to feel your energy, needs to be told, hey, you look great. How's the world treating you? You're getting by, you're doing okay. I see so many singles who are just living in the past. Oh, my life was so much better when I was married. I had the big house in the burbs. Yes, I'm sure you did. And now I'm in a rented one-bedroom apartment in the hood, and I hate it. Yeah. Guess what? That's called real life. And 
people are just like, well, I don't have time. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. I don't have time to socialize. It's true. When you're younger and you've got kids at home, yeah, it's tougher. But if you're over 45 and you're an empty nester, you have time. You can make time. And dancing and parties don't work for everybody. I belong to a singles hiking group where we get probably 70 people every week in season. We usually hike April through October. We'll get 70 people at that hike. And then we'll have a dance three days later. And at that dance, there's maybe five people from the hiking group that will be at the dance group. So you might say, you know what, Dancing Dave, that's great for you. But dancing, for whatever reason, doesn't work for me. That's okay. There's hiking. There's church activities. There's service activities. I had a very dear friend, large lady. She would go to the dances. She loved to dance. No one would ask her because of her size. Well, there was a big service project. This is going back 20 years when they had the Winter Olympics here in Salt Lake City. And this lady went and she became a volunteer. And guess what? She met a super nice guy, nicest guy on the planet. He was just a little shy. And guess what? Dances didn't work for him either. It wasn't that he didn't enjoy dancing. It was the dancing scene. Mm -hmm. It just didn't call his name. The two of them met at this service when they were working on the Olympics. They fell in love. They got married. They lived happily ever after. That was 20 years ago. So I'm not saying you have to get out there and be a dancer and learn the cha-cha-cha. No, not at all. Just find something that works for you. Now, you might say, well, gosh, I'm just, none of these things really float my boat. Start your own. There's something called meetup.com. Let's say you're really into stargazing and astronomy. Great. Start an astronomy group for singles. Or you're really into cooking. Great. Start, you know, culinary delights for singles in Kansas City, Austin, Texas, Tucson, Arizona, wherever you live. But you do have to be proactive. Does that mean you have to get on Facebook and expose all of your personal deep, dark secrets, address, phone number, 75 pictures of yourself, post twice a day, look at how wonderful my life is. Heavens no, you don't have to do any of that. But you do have to do something. Mm. I met a guy in England years ago, 40 years ago, when I was in England on a religious mission. And he was a guy, we just knocked on his door, super friendly. And he told us that about once a month, he will just do a walk in his neighborhood. I said, how did you start it? He said, I just went around and knocked on the doors of all my neighbors and said, we're going to do a walk this Sunday for families, three o'clock. 75 people showed up just by knocking on doors. Now, does that work in 2021? Probably not. We're in a very fast-paced society. We're all extremely busy. Our free time is very limited. Even as empty nesters, we're still busy. A lot of people say, oh, singles have all kinds of time. No, we don't. We don't have all kinds of time because we have to do all of our own cooking and cleaning and shopping and oil changes. We don't have a spouse to help us out. And I have to inform that, especially to husbands. I say, when was the last time you cooked a meal? When you ironed a shirt? When you had to go cleaning the house? And they just look at me dumbfounded. 
because I have to do that all on my own. Uh, am I complaining? No, that's that's life. Uh, but it does have to be a priority. It's too easy to just sit back and watch TV. And I tell all the singles, I say, you just, you have to get out there. Joinmeetup.com. It's a great service. Facebook, try to search for groups in your area or start one. I started one seven years ago that was an event group. We started with 50 people. We now have over 1,600 people in that group. Um, so it's with technology, even if you're not super duper technical, if you can do an attachment to an email, you've probably got the smarts to just start a Facebook group or a page, whatever you want. So I would say Facebook is a great place to go. Meetup.com, 10 bucks a month, you can start a group. So lots of different activities out there utilizing technology to get where you want to go. You know, those are all excellent ideas. Where were you when I was single a couple of years ago? <laughs> um, those are great ideas. You know, sometimes some of us, when we go through a, a divorce or a breakup or a heartache like that, we divorce ourselves from ourselves. And I think that when I went through a divorce, there was a period of grieving where I just divorced me from me. And I forgot the things that I loved. I forgot the things that I was interested in. And I think that this is excellent advice. And you know, for those of you who are out there, if you could know Dave, that he is an excellent dancer. And one of the things that he offered that really intrigued me was dance lessons and dance classes. And he volunteered his services. And I'm sure he didn't get paid for everything that he has done to bless the singles, to bless people, to draw them in through dancing. Yet he understands that dancing isn't everybody's forte. And that sometimes people think of themselves as a wallflower. But I think that the advice and the counsel that you've given here today, even this far, Dave, is absolutely excellent. And I hope that there is someone within the sound of our voices who will hear this and take heart. And we will be right back after we have this break. This is Karen Lynn Grant with Joy Coaching America. Welcome to the Loving Liberty Radio Network. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America, raising the world's vibration to love, joy, and peace. One happy listener at a time. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America. This is Carolyn Grant interviewing Dancing Dave. And you know what, David Sheen? I think you are amazing. You know, I didn't quite understand when you first, when I went to that first singles event, you were so outgoing and cheerful and positive. And I had never experienced someone like you before. And it took me a while to realize that your infectious personality, your ability to make the newcomer feel welcome, didn't just 
just reach out to women. You reached out to men as well. And you were there to help every newcomer feel included and to leave no one excluded on the outside. You know, I I remember when you asked me to speak and sing at a fireside, and I was so excited to do that. And afterwards, I was surrounded by like 10 different guys, and they were all asking for my phone number. And it petrified me because I didn't want to just hand out my phone number like that. And what I should have done, I see now, even after this interview, is just put my arm around these people and just say, you know what? I don't give out my phone number, but I want you to know that I appreciate you for asking. And I think that a lot of times women get afraid. There are predators out there. We've, uh, I never did do the online singles dating because I am a very cautious person. But I do want to ask you, if you could talk about online dating for a minute, because, you know, you've, we've all heard some some sad stories. We've heard some great stories. We've heard of two people that met, fell in love, got married and lived happily ever after. And we've heard some heartbreaking stories as well. But I think that we all need a bit of advice, some counsel and some wisdom about our need to be discerning, as well as, you know, you see people just flipping through like these different sites and just flipping through those pictures, rapid fire and, and just shunning people. And I just thought this is really sad to my heart. This is sad. So please straighten, straighten us all out on online dating. Okay. Yeah. Online dating is one of those things that looks good on the outside, but once you get into it, and find out the reality, it's a paper tiger. There's a very soft underbelly to online dating. And you hear these, yes, as Karen stated, these wonderful stories of two people met online, they fell in love, and they lived happily ever after. That rarely happens, ladies and gentlemen. Rarely, rarely happens. For most people, it's an absolute waste of time. Now, as a dating coach, I will have people who are new to the single scene. They're not ready to go to a party or a dance or an activity. They want to put their foot in the water, and they've heard about online dating. So they create a profile. And if they're a female and they're attractive, they're going to have 75 hits is what it's usually called. Flirts, messages. Uh, A woman who's 45 years old, she's, and if she's attractive, she's going to have men hitting on her from age 18 to 98, quite literally. How does a woman discern that? You can't, you can't do it. And for guys, it's, it's just as hard because we're like, wait a minute, I don't want to spend my time with someone that I'm not attracted to. Unfortunately, there is no attractiveness search feature. You can search by age, by location, by height, by weight or build, as they call it, etc., etc. I have yet to see a button that says, search by attractiveness, search by someone who's going to be attractive to me. Well, obviously, that's impossible. The online world leaves much to be desired. It's it's way overrated, way, way, way overrated. I cannot stress how important it is to 
move away from that and move into the real world. Online dating, when I first became single 25 years ago, and if you want to know why I've stayed single 25 years, we can save that for another day. Uh, but suffice it to say, 25 years ago, it was very different. 25 years ago, there was very few men online, and there were even fewer women online. And the women who were online were all professional women. They were doctors, lawyers, dentists, college professors. They were the only ones who had email 25 years ago. Well, now today, everyone's online, and therefore the online world has simply become a commodity. And that's why for most people, it is an absolute waste of time. Now, remember, everyone's trying to put their best foot forward. They're not going to tell you their baggage. They're not going to tell you that they've had eight divorces and two annulments. They're not going to tell you that they've been bankrupt two times. They're not going to tell you that they have a credit score that's 400, while you might have a credit score of 800. That's not a good match. Mm -hmm. You know, if you've got a spendaholic and someone who's a saver, not a good match. Um, oftentimes pictures are 10 years old. Mm -hmm. I've heard people say, oh, all my pictures are current, but they're not. They're lying. People lie about their age online. They're like, well, a woman never divulges her real age. Men lie about their height. Can you imagine that? I know any ladies who are listening who've gone on the online world have experienced this because let's face it, online, every guy is six feet tall, right? And then you meet them and they're five foot 10 and you're like, well, it's only a two inch difference. But the point is, he was deceptive. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. And that's one of the challenges with the online world. Plus, the main reason people go online, quite frankly, for those of you who are listening to this right now, it's because they don't have good social skills. Do you really want to be with someone who does not have good social skills? Now, let's say that you live in a very isolated area. You are in Upper Michigan, an Uper. And you're not meeting anyone that you would like to date. And so you go online, fair enough. But understand that in the online world, nothing happens of substance until you meet. The biggest mistake that I meet, that I see all the time with people who are online, either because they're more or less forced into it or they choose to do it, they give away too much. They share too much until they meet. You've got to meet. You've got to see if there's any kind of chemistry at all, if you can even stand this person for more than 45 seconds. You know, it's interesting, Dave, as you share these themes. Uh, I won't go into specifics, but I've had, as a joy coach, I've had, I've joy coached many women who were grieving because of situations they got themselves in where where, like you say, people, they start online dating and then it turns into emailing and then someone has a gift for poet, poet, poetic, poetic license. Sorry, I couldn't get that word out. Poetry. Poetry. And they, <laughs> they use these flowery words yes. and they paint this beautiful picture of themselves and then they leave a wake of disappointment. I don't want to go into specifics, but I think that people need to be cautious and careful. And uh, if you're going to do online dating, you take your own car, you meet 
at a at a restaurant where you're going to have a drink in a public place where you are not alone because I've heard of too many instances where people came home physically hurt. And so I think that this is an important point that we need to make and I appreciate you Dave for sharing this and also people posting a 10-year-old picture and painting a, a picture of themselves. I remember a dear friend of mine uh, who's been my friend for so many years, a guy friend, he uh, found my ex-husband on an online site and he said, Karen, listen to this description that he wrote of himself. And had he, had he, he read that description to me and I didn't know that guy. As a matter of fact, that particular person was eight years older than me, but he had lied about his age. He had lied about so many things. And I, I was, I was shocked to hear the description of this former husband of mine that, that did not paint any kind of picture. Even his hobbies and interests were completely not what I had known or experienced with him. So I think that it's so important that we listen to this wise counsel from a man, ladies, and also gentlemen. I've I've had some horror stories told to me by men as well. And so I think that this subject is a crucial one. Be cautious, be careful, and take the advice of Dave, Dancing Dave, when he says, get out there and mingle in small groups and do your best to create groups yourself with your particular interests. We'll be right back with more Joy Coaching America for Singles. To Joy Coaching America, raising the world's vibration to love, joy, and peace, one happy listener at a time. We are talking about crucial, crucial things in the lives of single people, and we know that there are so many singles around the world that have been affected by the loss of connection through through you know proximity through being together through spending time together and probably have had to do more reaching out through social media where sometimes we can find that not everything is aired correctly and that people don't always tell the truth about themselves but then there's a fine line Dave there's a fine line with I've had some heartache in my life how much of that do I want to divulge to someone that I just started to meet over the internet or through Facebook or through emails? What would you tell somebody who's starting a new relationship about not hurting love? Mm -hmm. Let's all sing together the refrain from that famous Phil Collins song, even though it was a remake. You can't hurry love. No, you'll just have to wait. What's the word we hate in our society today? Wait. Amazon. You'll get your package the next day. <gasps> Everything wow. is so speedy. Everything is now, now, now. We turn on the TV. <clears throat> we get frustrated. 
my remote control doesn't scroll through the channels fast enough. And we watch a sitcom that's 30 minutes long. And in 30 minutes, they have resolved this monumental problem. No, real life doesn't happen that way. You can't hurry love. And you just, you really do have to be patient. Part of that is not giving too much away too quickly. Now, here's what guys will come to me and say, Dance and Dave, I don't have time to go to a dance and spend one second with someone I'm not interested in. I say, ah, there's that selfish approach again. You know, I encourage people all the time. I say, look for what I call a natural fit, quote unquote. It is not natural if you're a 70-year-old man to be chasing a 45-year-old woman. It's not a natural fit. I have friends who married women, guy friends who married women from uh, developing nations, and the woman literally could not speak English. Okay, folks, that is not a natural fit. Now, if you have a lot of money and you meet someone who does not really have a career, and they have a low credit score, and they don't have a lot of assets, and they want to marry you, that's not a natural fit. There are gold diggers of both genders out there. That's right. Yeah, it's a cruel world. So I encourage people, go with what is a natural fit. How do you find out what a natural fit is? Well, if you're a hiker and you're a camper, you know what? You're probably going to have more of a connection with someone else who is a hiker and a camper. On the other hand, if you're an artsy-fartsy person and you love to go to the play and to the theater and you love opera and you love Puccini and you love Luciano Pavarotti, bless his heart, and you know every song that Andrea Bocelli has released in the last 20 years, Bully for You, you're probably not going to have a natural fit with someone who's into mixed martial arts. Oh yeah, I love to go down to Buffalo Wild Wings and watch the men and the women fight each other. It's not a natural fit, okay? Also, socioeconomic class. If you're well-educated, you've got a good career, you're a professional, you're probably going to find more happiness with someone else who is a professional. Yes, I know, Julia Roberts was in a great movie where she was a prostitute, and Richard Gere took her out of that. Folks, I got news for you. That's Hollywood. That's a movie. That's not real life. You're generally going to find someone that is more compatible with this, quote, natural fit with someone who's kind of like you. Now, if you're a control freak and you marry another control freak, yeah, that's a natural fit, but I got news for you. (laughs) That ain't going to work either. Okay. We're talking about compatible core values. Compatible. Okay. And I have something to add about compatibility. What do you like to do in your spare time? You know, you're going to spend a lot of time with this person. And if you like to read and he likes to play tennis and you find that you're just being your time is taking him one direction and you another, you know, there's something to be said for getting a good questions. Ask more questions. 
And I realized that I went through, I went through marriages, a couple of them where I, afterwards I prayed, what's the matter? What didn't I do right? And the thought came, you didn't ask enough questions. You got caught up in the moment because you were lonely or vulnerable, just wanted somebody to be with and spend time with. And then you found out that there was no compatibility whatsoever in the ways that you wanted to spend your leisure time. I wish somebody, I wish I would have had somebody like Dancing Dave to do some dating counseling with, dating coaching, because I I married when I was 21. I married for 13 years and I did not understand this. You know, they need to teach more classes. I should have taken more classes. And I just realized that as I listened to you, Dave, I'm seeing some error in my ways. Now, I was very, very blessed with a wonderful spouse and companion four and a half years ago. And when his children, he has nine and I have four. And when our children all met one another, met us, they said, you know what? This is like a perfect match. This, you have the same values. You have the same passions. You think the same way on political subjects. There's never been an argument about, you know, who we wanted for president or how we feel about certain bills that are being passed as well as our values. He is a very integral man. And I realize that the first, there's three reasons people fall in love. They can fall in love with personality. They can be mesmerized by somebody's good looks. And sometimes we choose, ladies, we choose character last on the list. And as I went through my experiences, I had to rearrange those things and go, you know what? I need character first. The most important thing is, is this an honest man? Or is he texting another woman while he's on a date with me? Or is, what am I finding out? It's so important that we choose integrity first, but we need to be integral as well. Because like attracts like. And we will find that whatever vibration we are vibrating at, if we're not being integral, if we're having five birds on a wire, chances are the guy we're seeing tonight has five birds on a wire too, and everybody's got their their backup plans and their fall guys or their fall girls in case this doesn't work out. And I can honestly say that the reason my my marriage today is so beautiful, and we talk about it all the time, is we both have the same passion for integrity and honesty and openness and emotional honesty. And our marriage is something so different that I have never experienced before. So Dave, continue with compatibility and love takes time or you can't hurry love. Yeah. One of the challenges with playing 20 questions is people can lie or embellish you or know? tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. I hear all these guys who say, well, yeah, before 2008, you know, I had 10 houses. Well, that was 13 years ago. Okay. Let's stop talking about 2008. Let's start talking about what are we going to do in 2021 and 2022. And if you ask a bunch of questions, people can be really good at doublespeak. And just hang with them, get to know them, 
see what they're like in a restaurant. For example, ladies, is he a big tipper? You know, does he leave a dollar? Is he a way too generous tipper? Does he flirt too much with the waitress? Does he expect you to pay for dinner once you got there because he forgot his wallet, which yes. happened to me so many times. Oh, my heavens. Or does he take you to Denny's? Come on. <laughs> you know, that doesn't set a very good impression. Um, you know, does he have variety? Does he like to date? Is he a couch potato? Some people love staying home on a Saturday night. Some people got to get out on the town every Saturday night. But it's wonderful if you both are get a town, get out of towners. Yeah. And if you both are couch potatoes, it works. But if you, mm -hmm. if one of you is a goer and one of you is 15 years younger with a different energy level, you know, I, I know my dad married a younger woman in his, in his third marriage. And there were times when I'd call him up and he'd say, Oh yeah, Kathy's out to lunch with her friends and out partying with her, you know, women's retreat. And he was home alone at 70 and she was out at 50. And so it's, it's so important that we look at all of these aspects, look at it from all different vantage points. Are our likes and interests the same? Do we have similar values? These are all important questions to ask. Um, one of the things that I will say is we have to remember that societal structures have changed. 70 years ago, in 1951, our society was much more tight-knit. You could have a marriage that really wasn't doing too well, but that was okay because societal structures were stronger. Family structures were stronger. And those have changed so dramatically in 2021. We are all so isolated from kids, grandkids. Everyone lives a thousand miles away. It's really, really tough. And like Karen said earlier, as you age and those kids are gone, it's just the two of you. You better make sure that you just love being together, even if you're doing nothing. You know, Dave, this is such a great subject. We want to give them more hope in part two because there is so much hope. I have hope to share. I know you do too. So we will be back with part two next week at noon with Joy Coaching America. Joy Coaching America.